the freedom of a son. This week I was with a, a priest friend and we were grabbing lunch at Arby's. Just thought you would want to know that. And, uh, <laughs> and we're sitting there and, and I, so we're just, you know, vacation, so it's kind of casual clothes. And, and I hear this behind me. There's, um, I hear all of a sudden, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I turn and there's uh, a family there, a mother and a father, uh, and these three young boys that maybe they were on vacation or maybe they were home, maybe they lived there. Um, but before taking time to eat their food, they just stop to invoke the Trinity, recognizing their food, their family, their life as a blessing from Him. We are people of the Trinity. That every time we pray, we began today, right? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That we pray and honor the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And it's something that we wouldn't know unless it was revealed. Like it's actually this, this complex mystery that doesn't mean we can't know it. A mystery in the faith means not something unknowable, but something infinitely knowable that we will spend the rest of our lives understanding the mystery of the Trinity more and more. And so Jesus shows us, Jesus invites us in to the life of the Trinity. And so I want to talk about three aspects of this sonship we find in Christ. First, reception. In Deuteronomy, it says, Did a people ever hear the voice of God? Speaking from the midst of fire, as you did and live? What people in the history of the world actually heard the voice of God? Because I want to believe things that are true. And what we believe as Christians was spoken to us, was given to us by, by God in the, in the Old Testament, but then fully revealed through Jesus in the New Testament, that that we receive our teaching, our faith, our belief from God. This, this isn't something that some really smart people made up because they would have made up something a little simpler, I think, you know? Um, but we receive this, that, that our life, our faith, the gift of our life in God is something received. St. Paul says, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through whom we cry, Abba, Father. That just like none of us chose to be born, that our first posture before God is one of reception, that I receive from God. I want to, he wants to bless me. And so our first posture is, it's kind of like Mary, you know, let it be done to me according to your word, you know, let me receive from you. And it goes against, you know, and because of original sin, we have this, this battle, this fight within us of trying to grasp after, I don't know, meaning, grasp after power, after glory, trying to assert myself. I think I have it in the mind. I saw a bunch of movies this week. I saw like Avengers, right? That you have the main character in this movie is trying to seize all the power he can 
Um, and so that he can lord it over everyone else, that, that I don't have to be afraid of anyone because I have power. But is that really where, where power comes from? Jesus shows us that though he was in the form of God, that he is God, that he did not grasp equality with God. That he didn't have to assert himself. He didn't have to be the smartest, the, the best athlete, the most popular, the person with the most money to be immune from harm. That Jesus did the opposite. He recognized that, that everything he had as a son of the Father, even you know, equal to God, but a son of the Father, he receives. And so the first thing as a, a son or daughter of the Father is the first posture for us to recognize it's a place of reception, that everything I have in my life, even, even my life, is a gift. And so I receive. That, isn't, it, isn't it true? Students, right? Isn't it true that we want to receive blessings from our parents? And so when, when things get backwards or say there's, I don't know, unfortunately like divorce, that now all of a sudden us kids, like we have to we're, take responsibility of our parents. Like we have to, we want to protect their feelings. And, and all of a sudden now we're no longer receiving, but now I'm having to provide for them. Yet God made us first and foremost to receive. And that's what Jesus wants to teach us, that the Father wants to, to give us everything. Secondly, freedom. That with our sonship in Jesus Christ comes freedom. There's a, a beautiful scene in this better movie, uh, A Quiet Place. You've seen, I don't know if you've seen A Quiet Place. I, I was a little freaked out about it. I'm like, why are there so... like? I heard this is a good movie, but there's all these like scary monsters, and and I like reflected on it, and what it made me think about was, I wonder if this movie is actually closer to reality than we realize. That the truth is, that like First uh, Peter four says that the, the devil prowls about like a roaring lion, lion. That there is evil around us, and yet when I live in a world full of noise, I miss that. And yet in this place, they're so in the place of quiet, they're so attuned to the evil prowling around them. It's just kind of an overall hypothesis I have about that movie. But so, um, so anyways, there's a scene in this movie where, so one day the son, the father invites the son to go out hunting. And the son's scared. He's like, I don't want to go out there. And the father, he's, he says something, um, the best I can remember, he says, he says, I'll be with you. I won't let anything happen to you. And because the son knows that the father is trustworthy and is, will protect him, he has freedom to go out to where it's scary. And then the father shows him, he takes him to this place where there's uh, a waterfall, and they go behind the waterfall. And the water symbolizes, I believe, looking at it through the eyes of faith, that, that the water actually protects them. What's the water that protects us? It's baptism. It's baptism into the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that covers us, that pours over us, that protects us from evil. And knowing that I have that protection, 
of God over me, it gives me a freedom to go out and live in the world unafraid. The evil can come at me and threaten me and temptation can come and, and I might even fall into temptation. But it doesn't matter because I have a God who's more powerful that protects me with his grace, with his life. And so you, you, you feel this, this freedom in, in the, the quote from, from Romans today. St. Paul tells us, Brothers and sisters, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if only we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. And so it's our baptism, it's the life of the Trinity, it's the Father's care for us, over us, that gives us the freedom to be who I am. I think there's, I see this so much in, in, in young people today. There's this fear and this anxiety that, you know, I don't want to stand up in public because, you know, I might fail. I don't want to try something and reach out because it might not go well. And, and there's this anxiety and this paralysis. But when we live in the freedom as a son of the Father, that there's freedom in that. Freedom to be who we are, knowing that we have a Father watching over us. So there's reception, there's freedom, and third, there's mission. That Jesus himself, the second person of the Trinity, equal to God, right? God himself, safe in heaven, chooses to go out from himself to come to us. The, the Holy Spirit proceeds forth from the Father and the Son. That God himself, this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that God himself goes out gives of himself. And, and we wouldn't even know about the inner life of the Trinity if Jesus didn't go out to tell us about the inner life of God. And, and so what does Jesus want for us? What does God want for us? We who are baptized and have received his divine life is to share in that divine life of going out. The Gospel of Matthew today, Jesus says, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So, God, so he has all power. And he says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. When God is with us, there's a natural going out from self. What's the opposite of a godlike, self-giving love? It's selfishness. In the last week, I've been at three weddings, um, and so that's what a priest does. And so, um, and I'm reminded one of the vows, one of the things they promise. Um, the the third question they answer when a couple comes forward today is, "Are you prepared to accept children lovingly from God and to bring them up according to the law of Christ and His Church?" That, that even as they, in marriage, when we turn to one another, that demands a giving of ourselves, that that giving of ourselves, is, it goes out from us and is fruitful. That there's a, 
there's this whole life. This, this is an image, by the way, of, of the Trinity. The Father loves the Son and gives himself to the Son. And the Son loves the, receives the love and loves the Father. And the love between the Father and the Son is so real that it pours forth its, the Holy Spirit. And so that's where children come from, right? This, this, this outpouring, this going forth, this giving of my love completely. That, that that's what God wants for us. Not, not all of us are called to marriage, but all of us are called to share in his love that calls me to go forth, to go out. There's a one of our students who graduated here, I think about four years ago. He's a focused missionary, and right now he spent the last several months, he's in Peru. And he's been living in Peru, and he's been working with the poor and organizing mission trips for other college students to come and to give of themselves to kind of be given a different perspective of what's out there, um, but really to share in what it means to be a Christian, to go forth, to live mission, to, to give of oneself. But that's for all of us. Maybe one day if we're married, it'll look like saying grace in the Arby's restaurant. What God desires for us this day to remind us is that you and I were made for love. We were made from the heart of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We were made to receive his divine love, not based on my worthiness, not because I'm perfect, but like any gift that's simply received. And the reception of that gift then gives me freedom to walk as a beloved son or daughter of the Father and to go out on mission with God so that many other people can be invited in, drawn into his divine life to learn about what it means to experience the freedom of a son.